Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is January 8th, a Wednesday in the year 2020, Matt. Hey, there he is. He does. I am nice. locked in. He's back, baby. He's back. <laughs> Woo! I was so focused on saying 2020 that I did it out of order. I didn't. I, it still screwed me up. I was approaching a speed bump and I was like, oh, and I got nervous. Matter. You nailed it. Come on. <laughs> Uh, my name is Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. We are the two hosts of Locked On Spartans, a daily Michigan State podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of new listeners the last couple of days, it seems, judging by the numbers. Thanks to everyone uh, for checking it out. We hope you stick around. We do this five days a week, every single day, uh, all a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's show, on today's show, we're going to talk about Cassius Winston a little bit more. I want to dive a little deeper into his excellence. And just kind of, I want to make sure we're fully appreciating him. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. After that, we're going to talk about Xavier Tillman. uh, And a a moment we joked about a little bit after the Michigan game, but I think it's something that is actually really important and very, like a very positive sign of him moving towards something. So we'll talk about that. And then, Matt, we're going to do football. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. We're going to oh, have yeah. fun. Definitely, yes. We are going to. So we, we griped about the D'Antonio stuff yesterday, not changing over any of the staff. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of time for us to do that throughout the next <laughs> few months here. But today we're going to flip that on its head, and we are going to try to have some fun with it and say, all right, how's this going to work? Yeah. Let's talk ourselves into this is going to work. Yeah, you know what? Being all negative and doom and gloom just didn't sit well with me yesterday. So we yeah. are, dang it, we are all <laughs> in on bringing everyone back yeah. in this one segment. <laughs> maybe maybe Jim Bowman was watching squirrels in his backyard and thought of a new way to have a player mm-hmm. go in motion. Think? See? <laughs> you know? You're already on a good start. This is great. <laughs> We're going to bring some magic here in the third segment. <laughs> So that's going to be segment three. So that's the plan for today's show. Yep. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. All right, Matt. All right, let's well. do this. Let's talk about Cassius Winston. What a what a turn of emotions <laughs> from yesterday's. We, we have brought our new listeners. Thank you, by the way, to all the new listeners and old ones. We yeah. have brought you all on an emotional roller coaster from the win against uh, U of Anna and Arbor uh, to the prospect of Mark D'Antonio bringing everyone back. <laughs> and now we're back up on the hill with some Cassius Winston talk. So let's do this, Will. Let's do we the are, thing. Yeah, God, we are up and down and up and down. Um, so after just... I don't even know how to describe it. Just a, a start of the season that you can't even prepare for. No, you can't even like just everything that that goes into it. And we've talked about this a number of times. Just playing with grief and getting through that and returning to some normalcy. We, mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot. Yep. And I think it was uh, a Graham Couch column. I'm pretty sure it was a Graham Couch column where he wrote something along the lines of. Thanks, Graham, for all the content lately. Um, yeah, yeah. One he time. wrote yep. something along the lines of, it felt like against Michigan and Illinois that Cassius Winston's season finally actually started. And if you look at that and then, you know, he sits out Western, kind of gets that reset, plays Illinois is great, plays Michigan is great, Big Ten Player of the Week, mm-hmm. National Player of the Week. Um, and not that he hadn't 
really he hadn't fully been himself obviously there mm-hmm. had certainly been moments but it's funny like okay like he was smiling yeah. uh he looked genuinely happy to be out there and we know we've read about how he was sobbing like during the duke game even yeah like, just and in sobbing before all the games in maui mm-hmm. yep and it just seems like not that he's over it he's never going to be over it but right. he's kind of accepting what happened and it's becoming a part of the journey that he's still on and he's able to go into a gym and smile, grab a basketball, worry about how do I break down this defense, not is my family okay at this moment? Am I doing enough? Am I a good enough brother and son? Like existential crisis questions. Right. Totally. And it just feels like you can see it. And I, 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 um, I, I think every photographer who was at that game, the Michigan game posted a picture of Cassius bringing the ball up and he's just beaming. Oh, and yeah. It's, yeah, and then you just look at it, you're like, I've been waiting so long to just like, okay, I feel like he's getting there. And just to see that smile, you're like, oh, it's so nice to see him mm-hmm. play and, and carry himself and just have that joy on the basketball court again. Totally. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, grief affects everyone differently. I'm sure we've all been there where, yeah, I mean, it, everything does seem like it's great. And then you go back down for a little bit and come back up. So, I mean, yeah. hopefully those moments are few and far between just for his yes. own mentality. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. And what one thing that like still like re- really hasn't hit me yet, and it probably won't hit me until, like for a while, is like this isn't like it's incredible what he's doing. And it's not even like, he's just like, you know, a random player on the team, like your fourth or fifth option. Like he is yeah. the leader of this team, mm-hmm. the leader of this team. I mean, arguably the best player I would say, I don't think that's too hot of a take. <laughs> and he take. has yet. Yeah, it, it, it's been since the Oakland game, since he scored <laughs> less than 20 points. I mean, yeah. he's just been a, a buzzsaw lately and yeah, he, he's getting back to Cassius. I mean, just, the way he plays, uh, the way he looks on the court. Now, is the smile like generally how he feels? Who knows? But like I, with his play on the court, yeah, it just it really does seem like he's he's coming closer to getting out of the tunnel. I guess. I mean, it's it's hard to speculate this. I, I we don't really know how he's yeah. actually feeling. But just like you're saying, I, I like to think I know a genuine smile when I see one, and it yeah. looked like he had that. I mean, in the last few games. So yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome. I mean, not, not I mean, obviously, yeah. As a fan, it's great. It's awesome to have your best player playing like your best player. Mm-hmm. It's great. But, I mean, we, we talked about it a hundred times before. We'll talk about it a thousand more times before he leaves, even after he leaves. Just how great of a person he is. Yes. And just how great of an ambassador yes. he is and how awesome it is to see him yep. smile. I mean, yep. yeah. Cheesy cheesy as hell. Very cheesy. But, <laughs> dang it. No. Mean it. I definitely mean it. Like, it's just awesome to see him look okay and comfortable on a basketball court, even if it is just for two hours of the day. I mean, that's yep. that's great. So. Yeah, and and Tom Izzo has talked about it too a little bit. You know, it's something that like, it's a process, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're kind of getting there, kind of starting to mm-hmm. feel like old cat, and just like, and you mentioned all the stuff. You know, he's the best player on the team, and senior captain, and former conference player of the year, preseason, all everything. It's yeah. not just that. He's sort of like almost like spiritually, sure. <laughs> like they're like. He's the the guiding light of the team. Like the team goes as Cassius goes, and you know he's not the most vocal guy, which is not like a, it's not a bad thing. Certainly, but like doesn't have to a, be. I mean, yeah. No, a it makes his words 
or lack thereof matter that much more is much True. more impactful. It's not like, well, I just tune out Cassius. Like, no, when Cassius speaks, I, I should probably listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it goes beyond sort of the traditional captainship, leadership type stuff. He's just sort of like a guiding light, like a beacon, the heartbeat of the team, if you will. I think that's a good way to say it, sort of the heartbeat. Totally. And when your heart is not functioning properly, it's going to be really hard for your hand to function properly. And so Kyle Arns isn't maybe playing as well because he's worried about his guy. It's going to be hard for your legs to work properly. And Xavier Tillman's worried about his guy, so maybe he's not as locked in. And on and on and on down the line. But when he is smiling like that, playing the game with such joy, and is just the absolutely somehow unstoppable force, the most unbelievably unstoppable force I've seen in college basketball in a long time. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, really? That guy's okay. He's cooking. Okay. <laughs> like, At that like, speed? Like, <laughs> if I watch this game in slow motion right now, he is fiddling with these people right now. <laughs> to, to, to have him back feeling that way, smiling like that, playing like that, creating that kind of energy within the team, within the crowd, um, it just means so much, and it's not a coincidence, Matt, that this team has ripped off seven straight wins, mm-hmm. has absolutely crushed a couple of really good teams in Illinois and Michigan, mm-hmm. and look finally like the number one preseason team we all expected them to be coming into the year. Woo! Woo. Um, so yeah, just uh, appreciate it. Like <laughs> Just to sum it all up, I, I know we do a good job not getting too caught up in the moment to be like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's another cash. I hope we're never, it's just another cash is 22 and eight game. Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> we've got uh one, two, three, four, like what? 15, 16 more games, tournament games, like 20, 20 to 22 more games with Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. Buddy, I'm going to enjoy the ever loving hell out of every last one of those games. I know. And yet I still feel like it won't really set in how much we really appreciated him until after the season. Like it's, it, it's nuts. It's nuts. I know. Like right I, now I feel like I'm giving a 10 out of 10 appreciation, but I know I'm wrong. Like I, I know, I know there's going to be another gear kick. Like come, I don't know the summer next season, five seasons later. Like, yeah. So yeah. Wait, where's Cassius? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, it's just Jersey's going in the rafters. Like, why not just do it on senior day? Why, yeah. why must we just <laughs> why lie to ourselves it? and be like, yeah. oh, we got to think about it. No, just send, just <laughs> send that thing up. Come yeah. on. Jer- Jersey's going up. All right, let's pause right here when we get back. Talk about the other sort of, not that there's only two leaders, but one of the other leaders uh, for Michigan State and Xavier Tillman and his growth uh, in that regard through a specific play that we had some fun with uh, during the Michigan game. So we'll do that here in just a second. All right, Matt. Okay, well. If you didn't know Xavier Tillman was a father, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you would have immediately suspected the, the, that to be the case <laughs> when he immediately got after Gabe Brown yes. for not boxing out his guy during the Michigan game. <laughs> uh, correct. Correct. And I love him for it. I love him even more for it. Always loved it. I always loved the kid. But man, that was a great moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we had fun with it. I said it was my favorite moment of the game. I'm not joking. We've Mm-mm. talked about how I experience sports a little differently. And I like odd, quirky little moments like that. I watched that play out. I saw 
Um, I saw Gabe Brown mix, miss the, the box out, screw up his assignment. I saw Xavier come over and totally bail him out, swap the shot, and turn right to Gabe. And was yes. like, you mother pleeper. Yes. Box out. And I watched it all play out, and I was cackling. Um, oh, it's great. 99.99% of college athletes, uh, when they get a major block, flex, beat your chest, walk, strike. Yep. The other point zero one percent is one of Xavier Tillman. So yes, that's just a fantastic, fantastic sequence there. And what was Izzo's quote today? I, I could have kissed him. And, and honestly, I, I don't really think he's lying here. Like, no, I, I, I kind of no, believe not. Izzo here. I, I don't think that's like that far away from the truth. Because like what Izzo said, he missed it in real time. But if he saw it, he would have called a yeah, timeout. Something yeah. like, and would have kissed him. Yep. Yeah. No, it checks out. I mean, it's it's no secret, and Izzo's been on the record for this. Players been on the record for this. Like Izzo loves loves a player coach team. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that quote today, uh, I went back to uh, something kind of along the lines of what X did, notch it up about ten notches. But uh, you remember when Keith Haplin and Derek Nix just were throwing towels at each other and almost broke out into a fight mid huddle like six years ago? Yes. And then you just see Izzo like just kind of stare at them. And there's almost like a twinkle in his eye as he's doing this. <laughs> and then he gets back down to immediately just right in a out-of-bounds play or whatever. It's like, Izzo loves that stuff. He yeah. absolutely loves that stuff. Anything short of, like, actual fists being thrown at each other. Yes. Like, he loves, A, a player coach team, and B, a hard player coach team. Like, mm-hmm. when, when's he, when he sees himself on the court in Tillman, just giving, just giving it to Brown for not boxing out in a 10-point game. I mean, he loves it. It's, it's yeah. great. <laughs> and and here's why I think, and I think you kind of agree with me, but we'll talk more about it. Here's why I think that really matters a ton long-term for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like that, a single block, you're like, well, nice, a block shot in a game. Like, well, that, I think there was much more than just uh, a block because mm-hmm. Cassius is, as much as we just talked about him and we even talked about it, um, in the vocal category, the barking at people category, getting after people. That's just not his MO. And mm-hmm. I think if he did it a ton, I'm sure he talks to guys and says, hey, you need to, you know, this, this, that, and the other. I, he talks with Foster Lawyer all the time. If you watch the two, they're dynamic yeah, totally. closely. They're always talking. But yep. it's just not a, a get after it kind of thing. And, you know, Arnie does it, Kyle Arnes does it a little bit. And, uh, you know, aside from that, like, it's it's kind of something that's, maybe been missing a, a little bit from this team or, or, you know, what else does this team need? We kind of need someone to get after people. And, and that sort of, you just look at Tillman, you're like, all right, dude, you're the second best player. You're mm-hmm. a monster. Like you're that sort of imposing very physical type yeah. player. Very smart. Mm-hmm. You know, all the responsibilities, all the assignments, you know, when someone screws up, it, it kind of looked like, okay, can you do it? Is this something that you're, cause not everyone can do it. And not everyone right. is authentic doing it. Um, but I think Xavier Tillman, he, he at least looked comfortable in that mode, and it, and it didn't come off. It felt right when he was doing it. Um, it felt like, yes, okay, this is something here. And the reason why that sort of stuff matters so much for a team like Michigan State is is when you get yelled at by Izzo, mm-hmm. it happens a lot. And does it? it? It keeps happening and happening, and eventually, you know, the messages are getting home, and you understand this is his method, and whatever you get used to it, and you you learn to work within it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there might be a, a, a tuning out, a loss of effectiveness, 
uh, I'm missing the message, yada, yada, yada. Like, okay, I know I'll do it better next time. Mm -hmm. When Xavier Tillman, when you're Gabe Brown, and when Xavier Tillman is the one, A, cleaning up after you, and then immediately turning around to letting you know (laughs) that is not going to fly... That's that makes you look inward instantly. Like you got nowhere else to look. You can't look at Cassius. You can't no. look at yeah. Aaron Henry. You can't look at anyone for support because they're all going to shrug their shoulders and just go, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah. And then you look at it. You look back at Tillman. You go, you're right. I'm going to do better because mm-hmm. that's my fault. And it's such like anyone who's played sports. And it doesn't even have to be sports, like a team thing, any sort of dynamic where there's someone is in charge, someone is the head responsible person, and then there's a number of people under them who are all on an equal sort of power dynamic level. Mm-hmm. Communication within those people is so much more important than communication up the chain and down the chain. It just is. Yeah. Like the, the team has to be able to like is this like police itself, coach itself, hold itself accountable, or it's just not gonna work. And they've held each other accountable, certainly, but that fire is also needed. Like, you can can be like, hey, man, let's do this, but you also need to kind of be like, hey, man, you mother bleeper. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, you're having fun in this 10-point blowout against a rival right now? Yeah, you you like the block that you just saw me do? That's because of you! Yeah. (laughs) I had to do that to bail you out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is fun. It's not going to be fun when we lose in the final four again, you (laughs) like. Just it's it's that sort of attitude. And I think Xavier, uh, for as much as he does within the game, Swiss Army knife, like we got to add another notch to the knife. <laughs> like you, yeah. this is got to sort of it, it seems like it's going to be him to sort of get after people a little bit like Draymond. He won't be as nuts as Draymond. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, that's a very, go. very high yeah. bar to set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go insane, but getting after people and being the one to like, hey, I'm setting the standard with mm-hmm. my play, and I'm gonna make sure you know when you're not up to standard. Yeah, um, that's really important to have, and I think they have it. And and it it almost couldn't be like a better person to do it than Tillman because yeah. you never question any of the, like the intangible character type all the non-skill things that help good basketball teams be good basketball teams, you never question that kind of stuff with Tillman. Yeah, and on a scale of one to Draymond, he's about six and a half, seven and a half, uh, and that's just where we need him to be. I mean, that's, that's a, perfect. That's a good spot. Like, that's a comfortable spot. It's excellent. Spot. It's a great sweet spot for a player to be. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just going along with that, it also helps. Like, his play has been absolutely incredible lately oh, i would i would say so yeah, yeah. and yeah, they I, I like guess. they know the players know who tillman is what he does how important he is mm-hmm. and when you have someone who is a, a first round draft pick type player someone who could sneak his way into the 15 20 22 range for the nba draft when you have that level of a talent which is what tillman is that quality of a player and he's willing to like, hey, if you're not doing the dirty stuff, I'm gonna yell at you. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it matters. It's cool to have glue guys do that. It is. It's really good to have solid, good college basketball players do that. It's a whole nother thing to have a, a legitimate professional prospect who is 
better than all of you except for one player be the guy who's like I'm I'm carrying the stick. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. Let's do this, Will. Are you ready for some football? Uh, yes. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> We're going to yeah. talk about these uh, this coaching staff we got. We're going to convince ourselves that it's a really good staff and that they have things figured out and it's mm-hmm. going to work. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that mm-hmm. here in just a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Matt. Could you imagine letting anyone go off the staff? That would just be a preposterous move, in my opinion. Let's just talk about it. Let's just get right into it. It would. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, every single member of the offensive staff mm-hmm. has had a chance mm-hmm. to move on to bigger and better jobs, higher positions, coordinator jobs for the position coaches, head yep. coaching jobs for the coordinators, yep. more money, more yep. more power, yeah. more prestige. They've all had the chance to do it yes. over the last four or five years, and not a single one has done it. Like Nick Saban, mm-hmm. Nick Saban, yes. for all he does, every single year he loses every single staff member. Everyone. Not, every a, one not a cent of loyalty no. on the Alabama staff, despite all their success. And yet, Michigan State, the epitome mm-hmm. of loyalty. Like it, yes. Jim Bowman farts, and Mark D'Antonio says, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Because that's loyalty, Will. That's loyalty. That's that's what gets you above 500 in football seasons, which isn't that bad. Uh, <laughs> Michigan State's all time, I think, win percentage is around 60%. Do you know what seven and six is? It's no. about 60%. That's, that's about 60%. Good. That's not bad. Um, you always want to hit the status quo, too. So I'm I'm all for keeping the entire staff of the Michigan State University. Spartan football team. So, I feel like you're not fully embracing this topic. Uh, why would you ever jump to those conclusions? <laughs> I well, let's just bring it back to the preseason right now. Okay. Okay. Who else was in the top twenty-five? You got teams like Nebraska, mm-hmm. Stanford, mm-hmm. national champion UCF, mm-hmm. Washington, Texas A and M, your Michigan State Spartans. Yep. Where did we end uh, this season? We ended it all outside the top 25. But I got to say, the teams I named, that's good company. That's good company you want to be in. So, yeah, we're not in the top 25. However, other teams that have powerful names in college football also aren't. And you want to have good company around. It's all about the brand. You want your brand to be of the likes. You want it to be as big as Nebraska, for example. You want it to have the money Texas A&M does. The national success UCF does. And one way to do that is just by following them. So we follow them outside the top 25. Well, that's going to pay off in spades here in the future here. So I don't know why you'd change it. If it ain't broke, clearly it's not. Clearly it's not. Don't fix it. Don't even shuffle it either. I don't want to do the shuffle thing. Everyone stay put. Stay where you are. Bullman. Get back on your couch. Don't get up. Don't go recruit. No, 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 no. Stay right there. Everyone stay put. We're going to do this thing. Have I convinced you? Jim Bowman looks like he just, like, every time he eats a sandwich, a piece mm-hmm. of lettuce falls on his chest. And he probably picks it off his chest and hands it right over to Mark State, and then he eats it out of his fingers. So, yeah, that's because <laughs> that's just what friends do. <laughs> so That's, that's too far. Um, I, that's, that's, where, that's where we draw the line finally. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <sighs> Jim, Jim Bowman looks like he refers to coffee as Joe. Oh, 
yeah, that's, uh, just, <laughs> that's just a, a, the, just the safest bet money can make. Yeah, cup, just a cup of Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, any any other reason we we should keep the staff? I mean, it's it seems to be working. I mean, listen, oh. seven and six isn't the end of the world. What if if you told me that we'd be ending our season in a baseball stadium, uh, in the Bronx? Yeah, okay, fine. Do you know why? Because the last three Big Ten teams that played in the Pinstripe Bowl, what do they do next season? You know what they do next season? Went to the Big Ten championship game. They won at least nine games the next season. So oh, listen, it was close. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that MSU is gonna win nine games next season. Because I'm not a loser. They're going to win at least 10 games this season. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, listen, I, college football is a very trendy, trendy sport. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a trend I like to follow right there is uh, playing yourself right in the Bronx. We're all playing checkers. We're all, you know, just being dumb little fans, complaining about 7-6, and six, complaining about the pinstripe bowl. We're playing checkers. Mark D'Antonio, 16-D shoots and ladders he's playing right now. He knows that next year with basically a, an entire new depth chart of, of, of talent, Nine wins, well, minimum. That's, minimum. So. That's that's the problem. None of the players were any good, Matt. So when you lose them all, uh huh, you can't get any worse. Uh huh. Except for the players weren't that bad. You're losing a lot of good ones, but better ones are behind. The only reason Antonio <laughs> didn't play those better players is to keep them healthy for next year. Yes, everyone knows that. Preserve, Everyone knows that. Yeah. Preserve the red shirts. There was a game. It was I, I forgot what game it was, but uh, Mark Stain turned around to me, looked at me dead in the eyes, and said, "Have you played left tackle before?" <laughs> and I said, uh, "No, I certainly have not." So he looked at the guy next to me. He said, "You left tackle," and before the guy even you know let Stain finish his sentence, he was down there and he played a few snaps. Um, so yeah, you just got to keep your good players on the sideline, and yeah, I respect them for it. But we're gonna see him on cork next year. Just absolutely on cork next year. Mark, have you seen my frame? Look at me. I can play tackle. Oh, God, yeah. Please. You want me to protect your blind side, (laughs) Mr. Brian? I got you, bud. I got you, Chief. From right shoulder to left shoulder, 12 (laughs) inches. Yep. Just enough to squeeze a loaf of bread in there. That's uh, that's all I got for you. But I got great hand work. You want to see the footwork? I could could run a ladder drill in about 32 seconds. So uh, I I got you, bud. Yeah. (laughs) <sighs> I that, that that was the best I got, and I know like once Antonio eventually says you know the whole staff's coming back or Bowman's got a pity retirement or whatever it is, like I I know we're gonna get the people like oh you're a fake fan if you don't trust Antonio or whatever, but like I I don't have the energy to do the whole thing. Like fine, call me a fake fan. I I, I don't care. I'm sorry for one. You're results. a fake fan. I'm I'm sorry for just wanting results, not settling with mediocrity. I listen. I, I'm I'm sorry. That's just how it's going to be, though. So, can't wait for that to unfold here in the next uh, days, weeks, months, years, but however long this is uh, all going to last. So, yeah. Well, cheers, everyone. It's going to happen. Like right. it was, it's just going to happen. Let's accept our reality. Yep. Yep. You want the positive read on the situation? Basketball season is still going on. Basketball season is still going on. Yeah. Um. Here's is like honestly, this is as positive as I can spin it, and you know me, I'm oh, yeah. a pretty damn good spinster. Oh sure, yeah, spin it with the best of them. That's yeah. why they call you dish. I mean, washing machine, Will Hunter. Spinster is not the appropriate. Although maybe it is spinster. Isn't it just like someone, an unmarried woman. Okay. Wow, this is a horrible definition. An unmarried woman, typically an older woman beyond the oh, usual my. age for marriage. 
Oh, heavens. Yeah, no, you're a spinster the then. Okay. usual yep. age for marriage. Come on, let's society. <laughs> the usual age for marriage used to be 14. Let's not set these standards. God. That's, that's, that's true. That's um, true. Spin zone. Here's as, honestly, here's as good as I can make it. Mm-hmm. Brad Salem mm-hmm. had some nice ideas. He, he was fine. Yeah. Had some nice ideas. Yeah. There is a good amount of young talent. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's was, it. Yeah, That's yeah, literally yeah. it. Yeah. I can't say I have any faith in yep. Bowman developing linemen. I can't say I have any faith in Staten developing ta- or tight ends. I watched the two positions very closely last year. Um, uh, oh, you know yep. what? Brad Salem seems like he does a good job with running backs. Seems like we got one guy yeah. in staff who's yeah. pull, pulling yeah. some weight. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. We we didn't get stuffed on fourth and one that many times. I mean, I think we kept it below 30 times that happened this year. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're mostly job. unblocked. Um, I know they were. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, receivers coming off the year where they were, like, leading the nation in drops. Like, there's talent there, I guess. Like that's it. That's the positive reading. Um, yeah, maybe Rocky Lombardi turns into the second coming of Tim Tebow. That's that might actually be my like long shot thing I'm hoping for is that they're just like you know what Lombardi's going to be the guy we're going to run power run with a quarterback and running backs. We're going to run the ball 50 times a game for 300 yards and we're just going to run it and chuck it deep. Like yep. I might be into that. You could you could convince me. Yeah, Lombardi's going to put on 15 more pounds. He's going to be 6'2", 240 pounds, jacked as shit. And that's the offense, baby. Yeah. Yep. That's 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 it. That's my dream scenario with what has taken place. Yep. I think we did a good job getting people excited. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You really crushed it. Um, Listen, this... I, I gave it my, my C-plus effort, which if you knew me in high school and college, that's as good as I got. So that's, listen, it ain't going to get much better than that. Right on. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. That join was us, fun. Yeah, join us tomorrow. We'll uh, be previewing Michigan State versus Minnesota. Matt is going to be having a conniption because he always does, and I will mm-hmm. calm him down. Uh, we'll see about that. So that's the plan for tomorrow's show. Thanks so much for listening. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Matt, take us on home. (sighs) Extend Bowman. Extend them all. (laughs) I can't say that without laughing. I'm sorry.